Hey, what is going on guys, it's DK. Back at you with another video here to break down the six game NBA main set on Tuesday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL sites on DraftKings. If you guys cannot watch these YouTube videos, I also upload an Apple podcast. We'll link down below. It's called the DK DFS Show. If you guys are interested in signing up for premium content, I'll offer that on Patreon.com. A couple different packages also linked down below. And finally, I want to thank Prize Picks for sponsoring this show. If this is your first time watching this video or you are not familiar with what Prize Picks is, basically it's a site where you're taking over under and fancy points. So, for example, uh, Nikola Vucevic is at 45 fancy points projected for tomorrow. Do you like the under? Do you like the over? Uh, they have NFL up for the Super Bowl. They have esports they can use. They have, they have everything, every single sport. So, if you guys want to sign up, you can use the code DKDFS. DKDFS, all one word. Link down below, you get 100% match up to $100. Uh, but yeah, with that all out of the way, let's jump in the video. So before we talk about players and their prices for the six-game slate, let's look back my lineup here from Monday. And Monday, one time, once. I don't think I've ever had a made a late pivot that has worked out for me. Don't think I've ever had a late pivot that's worked out for me. So let's go over my lineup. Uh, Lamella Ball, Halliburton, Prince, Zion Williamson, Jared Allen, SGA, Will Barton, and Ja Morant. So, uh, my late pivot that I was talking about, um, I blame you, Walker. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, yeah, he was uh, he was in the Patreon live stream, and he asked a 2v2. So, I originally had Thad Young and DeMar DeRozan um, in for Zion and Will Barton. And then um, he asked me that. He's like, do you prefer Thad and... Fadden, Damar, or Zion and Will Barton. I was thinking about it. I was just like, man, I kind of want some, you know, New Orleans exposure. I didn't have any of the in, in my lineup at the time, so I was like, mm, okay, I'm gonna make the pivot, and I pivot from Thad, who goes off for 40. Damar only had like 30, but that game blew out. Uh, to Zion, who was okay, and then you know, Will Barton, obviously, game gets postponed. I did the math. If I stuck with that, I finished about 283. 283 was, I think I would have made like 250 on this one. Um, here, where is it? 283. Yeah, 250. So pain, 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 but it is what it is. Um, you know, at the time, like I thought the pivot was was pretty, it was close, but I was like, you know what? I want some New Orleans exposure. So uh, made that pivot. Now, I had two guys in huge blowouts. SGA did not play the fourth quarter. You know, wasn't having an amazing game. He plays the fourth quarter, he easily goes for 40. So it's like, okay, blowout hurt there. Ja. 22 minutes for Ja Morant. Yes, I understand the game blew out. But, like, he wasn't even on pace for 30. So it's like, at the moment, Memphis, I'm going to take just a wait and see until these guys get more minutes. Because right now, they're just getting everyone, like, mid-20s minutes. Ja Morant literally played 22 minutes tonight. Um, and then I had a zero from Barton. So zero from Barton, 22 minutes from Ja, and the blowout from SGA. And I was literally close to cashing tournaments. Um, the Giannis fade was key. Like, obviously, I was scared about that, but I was, I, you know, hoping for the blowout there. He was 50% owned. That game did blow out. Um, so that that ended up working out. But, um, yeah, and the LaMelo ball, too. He was the ultimate chalk. We got to, like, people that are like, oh, LaMelo was an easy fade. All right. He got in severe foul trouble. He missed out in a good 10-ish minutes or so. So it's like, all right, pump the brakes a little bit. If he doesn't get those, pick up those three, two quick fouls in the first quarter, then picks up a third with about four or five minutes left in the second quarter. 
So missed out on a good chunk of minutes in the first half and then picked up his like fourth and fifth pretty early in the second half. So it's like, all right, LaMelo missed out on a lot of minutes. He, if he would have played like 35 minutes or so, which was, you know, or whatever it was, an extra like 10 minutes, he would have had a really, really good game. Uh, but yeah, that, that's really the look back there um, for my lineup. It was honestly close to the cashing. If I stuck with my original, I win uh, almost 3x. But that's how DFS goes sometimes. I, I feel like every single like late pivot, like I've never made a profitable late pivot, it feels like. But um, yeah, all right. So let's talk about this uh, six-game slate. We have three of the six games out right now. Memphis and uh, the Pacers, the 221 over under the Pacers, six-point favorites. Blazers, Wizards, a 240 and a half over under. Wizards, the two-point favorites. That one looks really appealing. And Celtics, Warriors, a 224 and a half over under. These Celtics are three-point favorites. I do want to mention, too, if you guys did not see my tweet, uh, DraftKings will refund you um, up to, you know, basically what your entry fees, if you had someone in that late game. I had Barton, so I'm going to get my, my entry fees refunded. So as long as you had someone in the late game, uh, you will get refunded your entry fees, which I think is, is really, really nice of DraftKings to do. But yeah, all right, so let's talk about, uh, let's go team by team here. Let's start with Toronto and Orlando. So Toronto, Siakam, Van Fleet, and Lowry, I think all look like pretty decent plays at their respective prices. Honestly, like these guys are normal. Like last year, they were all like pretty consistent. This year, like all of them seem to be up and down. Just looking at box scores for the last four games for Siakam, 42, 26, 40, and 55. Van Fleet was on a heater and then went for 19 fancy points at last game. And then Kyle Lowry's been up and down too. 17, 34, 28, 47. So honestly, it's kind of hard to trust these guys right now. Norman Powell's it got upgraded to questionable. So like, I assume he does play. I don't know. There's a lot of good stars in the slate. And right now, like, I think these guys are all just filler secondary plays. Like, I don't think I'm going to get to any of the Toronto guys. Now, Norman Powell, got to keep an eye on this. If he's out, you know, we could possibly look to some value. If he's in, I expect him, as long as there's no limitations, to start and play like mid-30s minutes. Uh, if he does play, I think he's fine. But 6'4", it's like not, not an amazing price. I'm not going to Chris Boucher. The minutes are just way down on him. Only played 18 the last game. I guess you could you could try him in GPPs and hope he gets extended. Now, Aaron Baines, I liked him for value last night. So I was like, hey, this is a bigger team against Orlando. I think he plays more minutes. He played basically 30 minutes. So... Um, this Orlando team, again, is big. They are missing Aaron Gordon, which we'll talk about. But I expect Baines, as long as he stays out of foul trouble, to probably play 25 to 30 minutes, which does make him a pretty good value play at this price point. And then, you know, the fringe guys like Davis, Yuta, Godenabe for me uh, the other night. These guys would only be viable if Norman Powell's out. Last game, Norman Powell's out. Terrence Davis started and played 26 minutes. I don't even think I could get to Wadnaba. He only played 19. I mean, he played a few in the blowout. So I think he only plays about 15 in regulation, which is like, eh, I don't know if I can do that. Stanley Bembry played a little bit, but don't love either of them. I think the guy I would look to for value, if Powell's out, would probably be Terrence Davis uh, at 4K. On the Orlando Magic side. So big news, Aaron Gordon is going to be out for a little bit. Yeah, four to six weeks he'll be out. So Nikola Vucevic at 8-2 with no Aaron Gordon. It's a pretty tempting price. There's a few of these. There's a few studs in this slate that are, are really underpriced. Vucevic is one of them. As long as this game stays close, you could see a massive game from Nikola Vucevic. He shot five of eighteen last game, five of eighteen, and still went for forty-five fancy points. So I like Vuce a lot there. Fournier secondary option for me, even with Gordon out. Uh, Cole Anthony is a fine option. I'm not going to play Terrence Ross. The value is more in play here with no Aaron Gordon. So I assume Gary Clark starts for Aaron Gordon. 
If he does, we probably get close to 30 minutes. I think that game against Charlotte, Aaron Gordon was out and he played 35. Super low usage guy, but like you could go to him for, for some salary. I think this is definitely setting up for kind of the stars and scrubs build. We'll talk about some of the stars, but there's a lot of good guys that I think are underpriced. Um, James Ennis was has been on a minutes limit. We'll see if they lift that. You know, he's only been playing about 15 to 20 minutes. If there's no minutes limit for him, I think he'd be an okay value play. You know, Dwayne Bacon, I don't really want to play him, but like, I guess you can consider him. And then Ken Birch at 4-2. He's probably my favorite of the bunches because he's the best point per minute guy. Now, the issue is he's only center eligible and there's a decent amount of good center plays on the slates. So, like the opportunity cost of playing him at center might not be worth it. But um, yeah, those, those probably four you know, magic guys are, are playable. Does one really stand out? No, but I'm curious to see what they do with the starting lineup with no Aaron Gordon. Clippers and Nets. So you guys know I love targeting this Brooklyn team. Well, we have Kawhi Leonard at 9-2 and Paul George at 8-9. I think, look, two of the better spin-ups of the slate. Bulls should play mid-30s minutes in a close game. Again, just an absolutely amazing matchup. So I do like Kawhi. I do like Paul George a good amount. Their respective prices. Ibaka and Zubac, I'll stay away from. Uh, Nick Batum is currently questionable. Uh, if he plays, not a lot of interest in him. If he misses, Pat Patterson started, but he also shot 5 of 5, 3 of 3 from 3. He's just such a low usage guy. I wouldn't even play him if he starts. The guy that would be intriguing to me is Marcus Morris if Nick Batum is out. He actually played 28 minutes the last game. I would expect similar minutes, like mid to high 20s minutes. At 4-7, I think he would be a decent value play. There's still no Pat Beverly, so Reggie Jackson's been starting and playing mid-20s minutes. I think he goes a little bit overlooked in the slate, but again, he's a good offensive player. I think he's actually viable in that in that price range. Lou Williams is just a strictly tournament play. The minutes are just kind of all over the place. It depends. Like He will play a little bit more if he's playing well. If he's struggling, they will limit him. So definition of a GPP play, but you never know. Maybe we get the vintage Lou Williams game here and like he plays close to 30 minutes and breaks the slate. You know, like, it could be possible. We really haven't seen much of that from Lou Williams this year, but I, I know he's still got it in him. And moving on to the Brooklyn side, honestly, with all the good stars in the slate, I have, I have very little interest in this Brooklyn team. Harden, Durant, Kyrie, all healthy. Just all secondary options for me at the top. And the value I'm completely staying away from with, with everyone healthy. So Brooklyn's a team I have like no interest in. Memphis and the Pacers. So... Right now, I am going to stay away from uh, every single player in this Grizzlies team. They're just, everyone's playing mid 20s minutes. Um, until we see more minutes for Ja and these starters, I'm just not doing it. And it's, it's not really the best matchup either. And I, I prefer other studs. Like everyone on, on Memphis are basically stayaways. Like cheaper options, DeAnthony Melton has been playing decent minutes off the bench. He's actually been playing well. If you want to continue to ride that hot streak, you can. I don't know if he continues to play that well, but that's probably it. Like Tillman's priced up a bit. I, I mean, these guys are just not, no one's playing big minutes. So it's hard to feel really good about any of those Memphis guys. On the Pacers side, a little bit different. So really like the spot here. DeMontis Sabonis, under 9K against this Memphis front court. I really like the price here for Sabonis. I think he's one of the better spin-ups of the day for sure. Should play close to 40 minutes. Uh, besides that last, I mean, normally has a pretty high floor. Um, did have, you know, his floor game of only 32 fans. What's normally is a guy that can get you at least 40 with upside of like 60. So like, I do like Sabonis quite a bit. I think you can make the argument for Malcolm Brogdon. The issue is there's a lot of good guard plays on the slate. So I think Brogdon goes overlooked, but I don't mind him as a contrarian option. He's gone for 40 plus the last four games. So like Brogdon is firmly in play. Miles Turner, there's a lot of good center plays. He did get, he did fall out. Um, yeah, I guess you could do it, but like, I think there's better center plays on the slate. 
These secondary options like Lamb, McConnell, Holiday, McDermott are all okay. If I had to pick one, it probably would be Jeremy Lamb, who has played over 30 minutes in three of the last four games. So, like, yeah, I mean, he has, you know, had a, a few blocks, a few steals kind of to boost his stats. So I think he's like, if I had to pick one of the secondary options, I think it would be Jeremy Lamb. Moving on to Portland, Washington. And this is a game that looks really, really appealing. A 240 over under, two teams that play fast, two teams that play no defense. This is by far my favorite game to stat. Damian Lillard at the top of 10-7, I think is firmly in play because of the matchup. Um, you know, they got blown out last night or tonight, I should say. So like he didn't play huge minutes. I really, really like Dame here, even at 10-7. Uh, I think he's one of the better spin-ups of the slate. Love, love the matchup. And I do really like Ennis Cantor, too, at 6'9". He was on pace for a pretty good game, and the game blew out. I think he had a double-double in, in limited action. I love the matchup here against Washington, against like Robin Lopez or Wagner or Rui. Like, whoever he's matched up against, Cantor should be able to have his way. So I really like Cantor there, and I think he goes a little bit overlooked. The rest of Portland are probably stayaways. Gary Trent, priced up, two-score independent for me. Covington, Mello, meh. Probably better options in the slate. Simon's maybe the one guy I think you could look to. He's been playing mid-20s minutes. He's cheap enough. So, like, we got to play some value, guys. And I think you can make the argument for Simon's because of the matchup there at 4-3. On the Washington side, so you guys knew Westbrook was the guy I loved last slate. And we got him at, like, super, or, you know, decently low ownership for that matchup. The price didn't move. He played 35 minutes, and the price moved $100. And now he gets a matchup against Portland. So, it's like, and you guys know... He uh, does not like Damian Lillard. Yeah, I really like Russell Westbrook at 9.1. Also, again, one of my favorite spin-ups. Now, there's about four or five guys that look really good, right? We have Westbrook. We have Dame. We have Sabonis. We have the Clippers guys. We have Vucevic, right? Those guys all look really good here. You got to make some tough calls with the, with the with the studs at the top. Now, Brad Beal is also viable. He will be lower owned. I prefer the price on Westbrook, but we've seen some massive games from Beal. So do not rule out Beal. I think Westbrook will be more popular this game because he had the bigger game last time out. I do prefer the price on Westbrook, but both Westbrook and Beal firmly in play. And you could honestly play them both with Lillard and then just go value from there and just hope this game goes like 150-150 or it goes to overtime or something like that. Value-wise for the for the Wizards, I have a hard time trusting like Rui or Bertans. Ish Smith had a decent game off the bench in 24 minutes. Uh, don't love the four. Like you, you can play him, but I don't love it. Um, the guy that does somewhat intrigue me here is Mo Wagner at 3-8. Played 21 minutes, did shoot seven of eight. I expect him to be the backup center and play about 15 to 20 minutes. I think you can make the argument for him. Now, my my worry is again that Robin Lopez. They have Alex Len that they can still, they have like other guys who are just like, if he struggles, they could pull the plug on him really quickly. So it's like kind of an uneasy feeling, but like Wagner would be probably the value guy if I had to pick someone. Uh, like Denny only played 16 minutes. They're kind of taking easy on his minutes. I probably wouldn't go there. All right, moving on to the last couple of games here, Boston and Golden State. So Jason Tatum at 8-6. I do like the price on him, but I just have a hard time prioritizing him over those other guys I just mentioned. Now, that's going to lower the ownership on him. Should play in a close game. If this game stays close, 35 to 40 minutes. So, like, I do like Tatum. You could you could play him over those other stars I mentioned. Um, I think he does uh, does look a little bit underpriced. Brown, Kemba, secondary options for me. Tice at 5K. Has been getting more minutes, you know, 24, 28, and 35 in three of the last four games. He's in foul trouble there against the Spurs. I just... Mm, I think it's priced about right. Tristan Thompson and Mets are going down on him. Only played 15... 
yeah, you could take a shot in him and hope he plays mid-20s minutes. Robert Williams is another guy that, like, the minutes are up and down. It's just, I, I never like Boston because of this, this three-headed center rotation that they always seem to have. Robert Williams is the cheapest of the bunch. If he plays 15 to 20 minutes, I could see him having a good game. But the question is, again, will he get those minutes? I do not know. And that's it for Boston. So let's move on to Golden State. Golden State, Steph Curry is just a contrarian GPP play. Um, he's going to be low on, but like I said, I just have a hard time playing him over those other stars I mentioned. Uh, Wiggins, Ubre, secondary plays. Draymond Green is below 5K. There's no Wiseman. He might have to play a little bit more of the small ball five. It's like, all right, I, I think you could talk me into some Draymond Green here at 4-9. I know he hasn't been great this season, but like, I think that is a little bit too cheap for Draymond. Again, no James Wiseman. So it's probably, there's going to be a combination of Looney and Pascal that play a little bit more at the five. Looney played 23 minutes. Again, some of that wasn't garbage time. I think he's an okay value play. I assume he starts. I think Pascal, who only played eight minutes the last game due to back spasms, I think he'll probably play a little bit more. Like I'm guessing we get maybe around 20 minutes from Pascal. I think you could use him for value as well. But yeah, that's probably, I don't think I'm going to get to anyone else. So it's Curry as a contrarian GPP play. I think Draymond Green is probably the guy like the best under 5K. And then you have two value guys, Pascal and Looney, I think are both playable. I think Looney might be a little bit safer minutes wise, but I think Pascal probably uh, will have to play, I don't know, 15 to 20 minutes, which at almost min price, you, you can consider him. And lastly, Detroit and Utah. So this Detroit team, um, I'm wondering if this game gets played. It's like who... Like, why did that game get postponed? Was it COVID on one side? I guess I didn't, like, look into that too much. But, like, keep an eye on this game. Like, I don't love this game, especially on the Detroit side. There's not a lot I like. Um, Grant, that's, even at 7K, it's, like, just a contrarian option. Uh, I'm not playing Blake. Plumley is fine if he stays out of foul trouble. Uh, Rose at 4 or 5 and 20 minutes could get it done. But just I have a hard time really getting to any of these guys. Um yeah, maybe you can go to Isaiah Stewart for value. Probably plays around 20 minutes, but there's just really not a lot I like on the Pistons side. On the Utah side, um, if the question is, do you think this game stays close? Right, Because this Pistons team is not great. If you do, I think the Utah, the main guys look good. And Mitchell, Gobert, and Conley. Now, my issue would be, are you going to play Donovan Mitchell over, let's just say, Russell Westbrook? Or are you going to play him over, over Damian Lillard? or DeMontis Sabonis, or Vooch at 8K, or those Clippers guys, right? So like me, like I, if I'm playing the late slate, the two-game late slate, then yeah, I'm probably going to load up on Utah. In the main slate, I have a hard time prioritizing these guys. I, I do like the matchup. If this game stays close, you probably will see at least one of these guys have a good game. But like I said, I prefer those other stars I mentioned. So like Mitchell, Gobert, Conley, I, I think are all solid plays if you think Detroit can keep this game close. You know, the secondary place for Utah probably passes, like Bojan, Clarkson, O'Neal, and Ingles. It's really the top three guys, Mitchell, Gobert, Conley. Um, Gobert probably has the highest floor. He'll probably play about 30 to 35 minutes if the game stays close. It is a really good matchup. Donovan Mitchell had a floor game last time, but we've seen some big games from him. Again, he's been a little up and down. Conley's been a little bit safer, but doesn't have as much upside. So, like, all three of those main Utah guys are viable if you think this game stays close. But, yeah, that's really it for the breakdown today, and I think that's going to do it for the video as well. So if you guys have been enjoying the content so far, I would really appreciate it if you leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't want to upload videos you don't want to live. Thanks again. Have a great night, guys, and I'll see you all tomorrow in the live stream.